Darcy, author of the books titled Sepster Knowing God and The Call of God. Today my topic is titled Love the Lord Thy God, Part 1. And it's taken from Deuteronomy 6, 5, and it reads thus. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And Deuteronomy 7, 9, and it reads thus. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Loving the Lord should be one of the easiest things a person can do because he first loves us. But that is not the case for many. Why is this? Answer. Because many people love the world and the things of the world more than they love God. Others don't believe that God does exist, while others say they cannot love God because he allows evil things to happen in the world and in their family, thus hardening their hearts and minds towards God. Unbeknownst to these people, they are blaming God for something he may not have caused, because the world is currently in the hands of Satan, hence why evil is so prevalent. It's also important to note that oftentimes when things happen to individuals, it could be as a result of current or past sins they have committed and not because of God. The definition of love is God. He is the orchestrator of love and love is of God. All there is to know about love is rooted in him. Love is the very character and nature of God, which he showed to humanity by giving his only begotten son to die for the sins of the world. Such a love reveals the very heart and purpose of God. His love is enough to embrace all of humanity, bringing salvation and everlasting life, which is the gift that God bestowed upon us when we are born again. God is the orchestrator of love, for he teaches us how to love him and others. And when we respond in love, gratitude, and loyalty to God, only then we will know and enjoy God in a covenant relationship. John three sixteen. Love for God is the first and greatest commandment along with the second commandment to love thy neighbors as thyself. Therefore, in our practice of love for all people, we must never compromise the supremacy of our love for God and the righteous standards of his word. To love the Lord thy God involves the affection of our hearts whereby God is valued and esteemed so much that we long for his fellowship and love. Hence, we obey and seek his honor and glory in the earth. God seeks fellowship with his people and gives us an indispensable command 
that will attach us to him. Hence, the scripture tells us to love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. This means a devoted love. This love involves the following. One, our love for the Lord must be a devoted love to him, for he seeks fellowship with his people. Two, our love for God must be a wholehearted and dominating love, a love that is inspired by God's love for us. Love must be the distinguished mark of a follower of Christ. It is an aspect of the fruit of the Spirit, an evidence of the new birth, and it's something that we are responsible to develop. Followers of Christ must never compromise God's holiness, and our love for God must always be first and foremost in our lives. To truly love God, you must have a personal heartfelt love for and devotion to Him. Not just a love of the will, but also a love of the heart. God said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Therefore, our love for him should be both should be both a purposeful and personal attachment. John fourteen fifteen. It's important to note that genuine Christian love is love for others and love for God. That is accompanied by us being obedient to God's commands. Therefore, by us loving God, we are demonstrating both love for his truth or word and love for others. In loving God, we will have a genuine fellowship with him, knowing that true obedience to him is only possible when it comes from faith in and love for God. To those who truly love God and obey Him, they will experience God's intimate presence and love. However, that love is conditioned on our love and loyalty to God and His Word. John 14, 21 Our love for God includes the following. 1. A personal attachment of allegiance and loyalty to God. Two, a desire for God's presence and fellowship in and with us. Three, steadfast faith in God. Four, faithfulness and commitment to God. And five, heartfelt devotion that's expressed in our dedication to his righteous standards. God made a promise to the children of Israel that he would faithfully keep his covenant and show mercy from generation to generation to them that love him and keep his commandments. This promise also goes out to all of us today. God's greatest requirement for the people of Israel 
was for them to love him with all their hearts. Why is this? Answer. Because to find and to know God in his fullness, a person must seek him with passion and wholehearted devotion. Although Israel sinned against God, the scripture tells us that God drew them with bands of love. God cared for all of humanity. And although we sin against him, he is still drawing his people with cords of kindness, divine love, and compassion. Therefore, we ought to be thankful always to God for his love. Deuteronomy 7, 9, Hosea 11, 1 to 4. Our love for God is demonstrated in our fellowship with him and the example for our love is found in Jesus Christ. Thus, Jesus commanded us to continue in his love. Why Jesus made that command? Answer, it's so that his joy might remain in us and that our joy might be full. Jesus called us to a life of intimacy and personal devotion to him. This is made possible because of God's love for us, which he pours out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. As a result, God's love has been poured in our hearts by his Spirit, and our love for him is demonstrated primarily by how we respond to his word. Obedience to God is our testimony of our love for God and a sign of our relationship with Him. And obeying God from a heart that sincerely loves and honors Him is essential in our walk of faith. It's important to note that the test of our faith is obedience and the test of our love is also obedience. John 15, 9 to 10, Romans 5, 5. How do we remain in Christ's love? Answer, by pursuing spiritual intimacy and communion with Christ and by obeying God's commands just as Jesus Christ did with his Father. It's important to note that if you sincerely love Jesus Christ, then you are loved by God. Thus, Jesus said, For the Father himself loveth you because you love me. God has a special love for those who love Jesus Christ and are reconciled to him. Love him and remain loyal to him even while enduring trouble in this life. Furthermore, the love of God is revealed only in Jesus Christ and in him do we experience love, but on the conditions that we remain in Christ as our Lord and Savior. Importantly, if we remain in Christ, we have the certainty that we will never be separated from the love of God. John 16, 26, Romans 8, 39.
Here's how we can remain in God's love. One, sincerely love Him. Two, fear Him. Three, serve Him with all your heart and soul. Four, keep all of His commandments. Five, walk in all His ways. Six, be obedient to God. And seven, be steadfast in the Word of God. God repeatedly emphasized the necessity of love that comes from the heart. He does not want his followers to substitute heartfelt love for him with mere outward religious forms, such as keeping the commandments, offering sacrifices, etc. Rather, it's necessary that we always obey God from a heart that sincerely loves and honor him. Our love for God must not only be of the mind and will, nor an intelligent or purposeful love. It also must be of the heart, which involves warm natural affections of the emotions, a personal heartfelt love for and devotion to God. Moreover, faith and love from the heart are essential to a relationship with God. The most important question that the Apostle Peter faced was whether he possessed a love for his Lord. As Jesus asked him, if he loved him more than these. Peter's response to Jesus was, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. The reason why Jesus asked Peter that question is because Jesus sees love as an essential factor of the Christian faith. Thus he went on and said to Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. The same question goes out to all followers of Christ today. Do you love the Lord? Can you say the same as did Peter? Is your love for Jesus Christ a passive love or a heartfelt love? Search deep within your heart and find the answer to that question. John 21, 15 to 17. In closing, without love for God, it would be impossible to be saved because obeying God consists of a special love for God, grace, and God's deepest inward presence within us. To love not the Lord basically means that you are rejecting, refusing, and disobeying God and his word. Such blatant disregard for God, his word, and his love will only lead to destruction and everlasting punishment in hellfire. To those who are listening to this message and don't love God, it is not too late to change your mind about God and start loving and obeying him from the heart. For saving faith comes only from our love for God. All you need to do is take that leap of faith by repenting of your sins, seeking God's forgiveness, and be baptized in water in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then 
God will shower you with his divine love, affection, mercy, and grace. Thank you for listening. Do come again as I continue to teach the raw truth of God's word. Don't forget you can purchase both my books. The links are in the bio below. Do visit my YouTube channel. The messages there will bless you. Amen.